0: Just like that, we're back. Views from Section 400, Matt, Jack, Brian, along for the ride. Another action-packed episode in store for you guys. Stay tuned, the whole episode, for some uninterrupted sports conversation. To start it off, real quick, question of the day. It may not be March yet. February 29th, we're on the cusp. It's a leap year. We got the extra February day. Although, up here in the Northeast, it is warming up. So that's always good stuff. But obviously, the elephant in the room, March Madness is essentially here. The welcoming to the spring, the gateway to the summer season. Uh, With March Madness on the cards, the first two weekends, the first two days, 12 to 12, uninterrupted college basketball all day. What do you guys pair with watching the game?
1: Yeah, you started off with a nice uh, soda. You know, it could be a Coke, could be a Sprite, and then just your lunch sandwich, whatever it is, nice little light start to the day. And you drive right home, you crack open a beer, you put the tortilla chips with the cheese in the oven, get the nachos cranking, crack another beer, take the nachos out, sit on your couch for five hours, watch some basketball.
0: At what point are you too blacked to continue to watch? When Um, do you black out? What is blackout point? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well i th- i like march Mattis enough where the idea is not to block out but the kind of tap out is probably that last tip off is when you know the waters start coming out the 12 oh, yeah. 30 tom mccarthy on the call it's a 14 to 3 game with the best three seats so it's not going to be a good game but you're just you're just going to watch and drink some water
0: i don't hate it man jack over to you dude
2: Look, I I don't have a whole ass schedule like Brian does. Shame <laughs> on me. But uh, what I will say is I get the I get the booze flowing. I will absolutely get myself a six pack, a 12 pack, whatever the occasion calls for. If it's, you know, first round of March Madness, all those teams in there. Yeah, we're gonna need a little bit more than six to cover the hours of basketball. But Booze for me, and when it comes to food, a lot of games, switching the channels around. You got to be quick on your toes. I like nachos, Brian, but the fingers get all messed up. Too messy for me. Chips and guac.
0: it's
2: mm, huge. Love it, love it. Dude,
0: you can't have it. You're exactly right, man. You got four different channels, games on all over the place. You got to be quick with the remote, especially if you're watching with people. So the messy hands going to really interrupt switching the channel around trying to get to the hot game at the right time
1: i do have some breaking news for you jack you won't need a remote this year with the youtube tv multi multi view you can have all four going on your tv at once
0: yeah but how big is that how good is that
1: viewing experience well it it
2: depends on it depends on how big your tv is i i am in the fortunate position where i invested in some youtube tv this year so i will be living like king during march madness (laughs) I, I actually I thought about canceling my subscription after football season ended, but well, what am I thinking? I got Marsh Madness rolling around right now. So I'm I'm gonna be dialed in to yeah, all four of them. You know, the cool thing about that is you can quickly switch which one you're getting the audio from. Tigers are on there or you know, UNC, FAU, team that I'm I'm liking this year, maybe Kansas for our future. I'll be I'll be dialed into that game. Auburn's got to get the full screen treatment. You can't put uh, Auburn in the multi-view. Look, look, I just had to say that to make everybody happy, so Matt didn't come out for next right now. But, yes, Auburn will be in the full view.
0: I mean, it is what it is. I kind of figured Auburn would be on full view, as it should be for you guys. Maybe not for me, but for you guys. I, I wouldn't rip on you for that. But I just wanted to say some free advertising for YouTube TV right there. People might not have known about the multi-view. Now they do. And any additional subscribers that YouTube TV gets – straight beneficiary of views from section 400 so there you go youtube the rich get richer in terms of what i like pairing
2: brian oh, before you go matt brian is there some sort of referral discount that's what we- i'm saying we need that money gotta be. we need that money <laughs> yeah look i maybe, mean there's
0: a free ad right there
2: maybe we just need our, our our head of sponsorships to uh reach out to youtube <laughs> tv and, and we'll, we'll get them a couple subscribers
0: yeah, uh, it's uh, a couple emails have been sent. haven't heard anything back. So in terms of the what I like pairing with the March Madness games, you guys hit it all on the, the nail on the head. I don't really have much to offer. Definitely like enjoying some kind of bar food, so to speak. I do know about getting the fingers messy is a huge key. Obviously, we just went over the whole multi-view thing. But, yeah, really just anything unhealthy would be the best way to put it. Right when I get home, I mean, a nice, cold, light beer. Got to keep it light. Don't want an IPA to to soak it in. And, hey, it's getting warmer outside. We don't need those IPAs to to warm us up. The light beers, the chugger beers, the beers you can sit on all day, they'll be getting cracked open. I'll be looking forward to my Thursday night, and especially my Friday night uh, soon as I get home from work. But that's some good stuff right there. Obviously, March Madness. Right on the cusp of it. Obviously, it's one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to of the year. Obviously, we sk- we don't skip it every week. Brian's new segment, he loves it. I've heard positive feedback from it, so I'm starting to love it. The Michael of the Week, presented by our Bracketology overviews from Section 400. Make sure you check out Bracketology. Brian and I have been dialing it up. We're getting better and better. And look, you're going to do the bracket. You might as well have some good insight views from section 400.com check out the bracketology brian lead us off here you're batting a thousand what do you got michael of the week yes
1: yeah, so i am going to list a list of people for you guys and i want you to guess what this list is jeff kappel kenny payne hubert davis earl grant adrian autry damon stoudemire micah screwsbury kevin keats and the last one is Leonard Hamilton.
0: Total shot in the dark. Are all guys who have a national title in
2: college? Um, No, these guys sound like a bunch of
1: refs or something. Are like,
0: they not basketball players? Was I like
1: really way off? They, so they, the they are all ACC head coaches who happen to be black. That was a headline of a graphic. That the ACC network ran during a game.
0: I do remember <laughs> that. I, I vaguely saw that. It was just the terminology, right? It wasn't like, you know, uh, black head coaches or African American head coaches. It was just like DC coaches who happened to be playing. Yeah. Like it's it like, like, was
1: like, it, it was ridiculous. That got passed through so many channels. And <laughs> just the fact that that graphic made it on air is my Michael of the Week. I mean, that just surprised the hell out of me.
2: You said Hubert Davis. That's the UNC head coach, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. the only name out of anybody I recognize. And, you know, I don't know why I thought that they were announcers, but like that's, that's like the level of names you were saying right there. So <laughs> thanks, Bry. Listen, I mean, just stemming off of that, I'll go right into my Michael of the Week. It's also going to be something that ESC, ESPN did, something that they're promoting Donkey Basketball. Are you, have what? you guys seen this? Donkey yes. basketball? actually yes actually donkey basketball i saw on espn's fucking social media space it's a clip of these these people riding around on donkeys tossing around a little you know mini hoop basketball and they're riding oh. around on the donkeys on a real court and going chucking in layups uh, on top of donkeys it's like quidditch but with donkeys and a basketball yeah and dude, I like polo. Look, i mean Like this would be my loser of the week, but it's it's gonna sit in the Michael. It's just something that surprised the hell out of me. Never did I thought that we were gonna be playing basketball on the backs of donkeys, maybe horses or something (laughs) like that. But in in an open field, but like we're just bringing donkeys into like the school, like middle school gyms now, and and putting kids on their back and. It's it's just ridiculous. That's all I'm gonna say. It's ridiculous. ESPN, let's promote some interesting things, not donkey basketball.
1: What's the pay grade got to be for that? Like a max contract in donkey basketball.
2: I, I'm I'm in the camp of like it's got to be some special event that somebody put on somewhere. But the fact that I made it to ESPN and made it out on the channels is beyond me. I, I they have to have something better than that.
1: Not even ESPN yeah. the Ocho yet. It's
0: just regular ESPN. Is that something that's on at like two, three in the morning? You you happen to catch on when you're like get home from the bar? That's no, usually I'm not when gonna they lie. have
2: that. I'm not gonna that lie, did not look into it. For anybody listening, if you see any clips of donkey basketball, just skip right past them. It is not worth your time.
1: Where was this during COVID? That's what I'm like. Imagine Donkey Basketball during when all the sports were canceled. Big pandemic.
0: Could have capitalized on some viewers, didn't take advantage of it. But yeah, Donkey Basketball. I guess for my Michael of the Week, I'll go with the big pop star Taylor Swift, not giving Andy Reid a Pop Tart. (laughs) Do you guys see that? (laughs) What? Yeah. So apparently Taylor Swift made a bunch of Pop Tarts for the offensive linemen and did not give Andy Reid one. I mean, come on. It's, I mean, this dude is like triple cheeseburger. That's what he looks like. did miss out on any cheesesteaks in his time in Philadelphia. Taylor, I know the Swifties are going to come at me for getting on her, but you got to give Big Red at Pop-Tart, especially if it's homemade. You think that guy skips out on the baked goods? No shot. He's like, yeah, she didn't give me one, and uh, the offensive lineman definitely didn't give me one. He said it was all good, and they said there was no bad blood involved Mm. there. (laughs) so Look at Big big Red throwing that in there like nobody would notice. Michaels of the Week new segment we do every week here. Presented by the Bracketology views from section 400.com Go check it out. I'm going to keep saying it. It's going to win you money. So go check out the Bracketology over on our website. College basketball. There's been some major stories. Well, not major, but there's been Just some crazy events, right? So I look at it, UConn, Houston, and Purdue are the far and away best teams. They've set themselves apart. They're essentially the teams to beat and honestly, probably locks for the one seed. So as those three are the locks for the one seed, that leaves one team remaining for the one. So I send it over to you guys who gets in as the final
2: one seed. Please don't say Auburn. Right now, I would probably say Arizona. I know they lost once last week, but they came back and won after that. I, I just think that they're probably the most complete team outside of the other three. So I'm going to give them the bid. But I also just, I, I have a lot of faith in in some other teams. But you know, just for the sake of time, that's going to be my pick.
0: It's not an easy question.
1: Brian, what do you got? Be the winner of the SEC, really? Whoever that is, if so, if
0: if Alabama wins the SEC, they're the one seed.
1: Yes, Arizona can't be the Washington State at home. That's just you see that loss, and it's not it's not a good loss. It's most likely. Kentucky wins
0: the SEC. They got it.
1: Well, Kentucky's not going to win it. They're two games behind. It's going to be either. See that they're they're basically out of it. They they have they have a rough road and they're two games behind. It's gonna be either Auburn, Tennessee, or well, South Carolina. South well, you Carolina. More, you, like you, mean regular, regular, yeah, you mean the regular? Yeah, regular season? season. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. And it'll I, help I, if they I, win I, the conference I, tournament too. But if Tennessee wins yeah. the Tennessee regular season, they're gonna get a one.
0: I don't know if you're. I don't know if that's accurate. I really don't.
1: You yeah, hate Tennessee so much. Tennessee, I, so I, much. Tennessee's I do, Really good.
2: I don't. They are good. Just don't know. I just don't know how you sound very convinced and i just don't have that same conviction yeah, i mean can a, be wrong? Yeah. tennessee is good but
1: good way to put it jack
2: there's I, other teams that could slide in there i think
1: okay well yeah. maybe i should have if if kentucky somehow wins the sec they're not getting a one seat if alabama like if, wins if, the if, sec they need to go undefeated for to end the season if auburn if wins unc the SEC,
0: win. if unc wins the acc I think there's going to be a lot of people throwing them as the one seed. I've written, yeah. I don't know how you just. That was the other thing I said, Eric. Tennessee's
2: better than UNC.
1: I'm
2: not saying they are or they're not. They have a better Uh, resume, too.
1: There's a reason the AP poll hasn't ranked so high.
2: Who? Tennessee? Tennessee.
0: UNC's right there.
1: UNC's ranked what, nine?
0: Are they that deep? I didn't think they were that far down. They're
2: top 10. Shoot me. Yeah,
0: and there's obviously still a couple of regular season games left, and I think the conference mean- tournament conference tournament will sway these these rankings as well. I think locking up a regular season conference championship won't. I mean, it might help, but I don't think it's going to dictate the seating until it's all said and done when we have actual conference tournament championships. Uh, you know, I don't know finalized.
1: They're gonna matter that much. Honestly. So either way,
0: we were trying to jump <laughs> down your throat, Brian. Who is the final number one seed?
1: I, t- I said the winner of the SEC.
0: No, you didn't. You got to pick a team. I don't. Know, that's such a cop out P. bullshit P. P. answer. Tennessee. Okay, whoever, whoever wins. So you're whoever saying wins,
1: Whoever wins the Tennessee Auburn game on Wednesday.
0: So whoever wins that game Wednesday, regardless of how they do in the SEC tournament, yes, is the one seed. Yes. Or to hear first from Brian. I don't think it's that that much of a lock, although I don't disagree to it. Definitely could be one of those two. But I think Brian is outright sold on that being the final one. And I'm not outright sold. So there's the difference there. We have kind of three locks for the one, but we don't have a fourth team in that lock spot. Brian
1: seems to be convinced that there is a locked team. I, I'm I'm not so sold. Well, I'll tell you who that team's not going to be. It's not going to be Duke, especially no. after Kyle Filipowski got trampled by a Wake Forest player. I mean, did, did, have you guys seen all these like debates about court storming?
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous, it dude. It.
1: It's just – I think there's got to be a way to make it safer without banning it, right? If
0: you think about it, they, they – it hasn't been this bad because there's been, you know, Filipowski's very – popular player caitlin clark had an incident with it so it's a little more heightened but if you've seen over the years of court storming there's always these interviews post game of people calling for to get banned and people debating nothing's gonna happen you know the commissioners are looking into it what are you gonna do find the school the schools not care if they if the school cared they would have done something what are you gonna do put up gates around the court get real players need to suck it up if you don't want to get stormed on when you're the reason they're doing it is because you're such a far and away better team, so don't lose. Then, then you don't have to deal with people running on the court. Well, they're gonna put up gates around the court. So, like, what is this a jail?
1: Well, they can at least come like come on. The Wake Forest security guards looked like that one TikTok of the security guard like just not checking people at that one concert. Like, they didn't they're do anything. Scared. That was like immediate... you okay, what can
0: they do? What are you gonna do? They run the risk of getting hurt at that point. Yeah, at least like Look.
1: stand in front of them and try to. Not you
2: make can, it direct, you can grab one person right. as a
1: security guard. That is make a you wall, can... grab like six of you and just make a wall, and it'll at least and hold them stampeded? back. For like three seconds, you, yeah, it's your job. Stampeded. That's better than enough, the players. They're not getting paid enough, yeah. Well, then pay them more. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's never gonna get banned. The ticket the NCAA, prices go up. There's no reason for the NCAA to ban it because one, like court storms get traffic to their sport. And then, two, they get to fine the schools, so they make money and they get traffic. So it's never going to get banned by the NCAA. The no. only think the schools have to figure out. Like, you got to make it. I mean, it like, come way.
0: on. What a dude. Like, again, I get it. It could have been a serious injury. But what is it? Powski has a sore ankle. What happened to Kate and Clark? She had, like, a sore leg. Like, I mean, they were – they were, it was dramatic. It was yeah. dramatics. I mean, just, those injuries were – I get it. Somebody could get hurt. And, you know, you could have a jackass student, immature student, do something stupid. I understand that. Matt. But don't lose the game. They're storming the court because you were the way better team and you just got upset. So win the game. Yeah. Don't bitch and cry like a little girl. That's what yeah, I got I mean, on that.
2: I mean, this is the era of, like, nobody can have nice things anymore. So Right. I I mean – I I just think that if you were to do something as far as banning this, uh, you know what would that look like? You can't give me a logical you can't give me a logical answer. Putting to Matt's point, putting up cages around, you know what are we? What are you gonna do? Well, I mean, if they
1: wanted to ban it, they could easily. You just you you revert to COVID rules for the next game, and you don't let fans in. If the NCAA really wanted to, like, put their foot down. Oh, you're saying, like, okay, the fans are in. They did an upset. Like, that's the way you ban it. And then they're not going to do it again because they're not going to want to miss a game.
0: Yeah, well, then, yeah, the school loses money. That's just a nightmare, though. Do you know how much more of an uprising
1: that would cause? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the only feasible option you really have, and it doesn't make any sense.
0: It's just to say, all right, no fans.
1: Only the band and cheerleaders
0: (laughs) can go. Because they ran on the court because they pulled off an upset. Come on.
1: Come on. And the, the one Detroit Mercy fan can go to every every game where there's a possible yeah. court storm. <laughs> Just have I no mean, that's, that's
0: a joke. But uh, you, anyway,
1: you talked about Caitlin Clark. You guys see, Iowa gave her a spot on the court. It says Clark 22 on the court now.
0: Yeah. I honestly, I'm fine with that. I mean, she's the alt, she's what? The all-time woman's and, like, 50 points away from Pete Maravich's all-time record for, obviously, guys and girls. Yep. Cool so,
2: they're giving her like, a laminated spot on the court? Yep. Yeah, She's like still there. there. She, she has a laminated, says,
0: sport,
1: or a laminated just spot. Just says
0: 22 and then Clark.
1: Wow. Just kind of wild. Like, you normally have to wait for someone to die before you do that. Unless you're Coach K. Yeah. But
2: Well, I mean, look. I mean, most of the time, it's like you, you get a, your name up in the rafters. I mean, that's the standard. We just saw Brittany Griner get her jersey retired by Baylor not too long ago. And, you know, she's been out of Baylor for, what, 15-ish years, 10, 15 years. And now she's getting a jersey up in the rafters. You know, she was a a number one kind of gal when she was in college. She, you know, won the natty. What's Caitlin Clark up to? I mean, I know there's south carolina that she has to go up against uconn miami there's there's some good teams that she's gonna have to beat if she wants a title i get it though no you know the record i yeah. just think it's a
1: little much well if they retired caitlin or britney Griner's number at baylor does the white house retire the merchant of death's number you kind of have to right they're they're equal <laughs> they're equal assets I don't know, man. Enough no of K and comment, Clark. Ryan, I've got no comment.
2: That was hilarious. Enough, enough
0: no. of Kay and Clark. Let's give shout-out to our website contributor, Myers, with the South Florida play. He did have them as regular season conference champions. I think it was like 40 to win over grand. And that's looking pretty good. Did they lock up that regular season conference title? I know FAU yeah. lost to Memphis.
1: I think with FAU's loss, they're two ahead. So they should, they should be selling pretty pretty.
0: And not only that, South Florida, top 25 for the first time in school history, program yeah. history, top 25. So it the question if they keep rolling at this pace, but say losing the American, are they an outright bid?
1: If if they win the regular season, yeah.
0: If they win the regular season. And it's kind of that know, point. It's kind of that point. I mean, you got to include them, man. They've been a wagon all year.
1: You know what I could see the committee doing is uh, snubbing them somehow for Tom Izzo and the Michigan State Spartans, who have been awful. They've gone from, you know, the the saying is Jan- or January, February, Izzo. Now it's January, yeah. February, uh-oh.
0: Well, it's interesting because, right, like, will South Florida get snubbed? Will FAU somehow get snubbed? They've been ranked all year. Do they jump into snub t- territory?
1: I,
2: I mean, look, I, I don't Her know about that. schedule's been That's too tough. tough. I'll let Brian comment on on that, but what I will say is that was a tough game that they just lost to Memphis. I watched. Well, that. they
0: got they got Memphis as the, at, when Memphis was playing as the ten team in the country. That's the Memphis that they faced. Uh, no. Memphis played lights out.
2: Yeah, no, but that's what I was going to say. It was Memphis looked insane in that game. They looked honestly like they wanted that game, like it was a championship game. That's how yep. hard Memphis was playing in that game. And FAU was keeping up, but uh, eventually, you know, Memphis really really just wanted it more.
0: Well, if you remember, FAU Memphis was the 8-9 game last year and FAU won, so Memphis didn't forget about that rightfully, so oh, but they got their This best. is Damn this sure. is a Memphis team that a week or two ago lost on the road to North Texas. Yep. I, who I pretty, pretty sure has a losing record. So they got up for this game. They didn't forget about March Madness opening around last year. Last thing I want to touch on a college basketball. And again, if you guys have anything else, bring it up, but, but is Bronny an NBA level player? And if he goes to the draft, he's obviously going to get drafted. What, what are your guys thoughts on that? I mean, it's starting to get to the question is, is Bronny going to stay another year? Seems like he has to. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, he damn well should. I mean, look, he's LeBron James' son. He's going to have every resource to be an NBA player. He's going to have the, you would think he's going to have the work ethic to become an NBA player. But let's not forget that this is, he's a kid. Might need another year, maybe even two, before he's ready to make that jump to the NBA. And I don't think that anybody should fault him for that. I mean, yeah, his dad was LeBron James that was ready to go to the NBA at 18 years old. But, you know, LeBron is LeBron. He's one of one. Give the kid a year or two. I I think that eventually down the line, he will be a good NBA player. I don't know if he'll ever be a superstar, but, you know, just give the kid some time.
1: Yeah, Jack, I'm interested how you knew he was LeBron James's son because, you know, we weren't supposed to have these conversations after he changed his name to Bronny. He'll be fine. He, he's a freshman. He, he's like a true freshman that's just struggling to figure it out. I just think it's hilarious how LeBron was tweeting about how he was better than half these role players in the NBA like a year ago, and now he's seeing the mock drafts, and he's like, just give him time. He's young. It's like a complete yeah, one. Total angel.
0: flip-flop. Total <laughs> flip-flop.
2: Well, I mean, you can understand LeBron – James Senior being uh, <laughs> a little, being a little uh, biased, saying his son is is that good, and you know having those blinders on, you can understand that. But LeBron James Junior, it's just a fact; he's not there yet.
0: There yet, and there's no rush, right? Like let him develop, let him take the time. If anything, I'm looking at LeBron, his father. For creating the extra media attention and creating the extra
1: hype on him, LeBron needs to. <laughs> LeBron needs to shut up and dribble. As <laughs> as I hate to hear,
0: I do hate to hear that one. But uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of really just some crazy college basketball stories. Obviously, it's been a hectic week.
1: Got one more quick thing. The uh, the jolly pale giant will finally be gone next year. Zach Eadie is not taking his COVID year to return again to Purdue, so he will be maybe get drafted in the nba but thank god that's finally going to be over
0: yeah he's been uh just been annoying annoying to watch i get it like good luck in the nba dude but i don't even know if he's going to be this outstanding nba player i mean he's he's a little slow for the nba
1: he's very slow and he to his credit he can shoot free throws pretty well he's really worked on that but he can't shoot he made his first three of his career this season and it was like a can hit the
0: three and does he have any type of mid-range? Like look at Embiid dude, Embiid might have the best mid-range in the NBA.
1: Yeah, he might. Uh, To be fair to ED, I had the same thought process when I was looking at Walker Kessler and he seemed to found a home playing like 15 minutes for the Jazz. So maybe Edie. Yeah.
0: So maybe he's a 15, 20 minute guy. Jump over to the MLB though. Heating up again. We just had spring training opening day this past weekend. Some of the big aces on the mound. I mean, Brian, any takeaways from the opening weekend of spring? I know the Mets are still kind of a disaster and dumpster
1: fire. You talked about the Aces going out. Michael Krennic, uh two perfect innings. I wrote a blog about it. Go check that out. But he's probably going to do nothing, but I have my hopes up. But my biggest takeaway from the first week of spring wasn't actually from a guy that signed. Did you guys see Trevor Bauer pitch to Marty Mush from Barstool?
0: I thought I heard murmurs of that or rumors of that, but I didn't see any kind of video.
1: So they went into a cage and he had like a pitch slash hit tracker thing going. And the the deal was Marty Mush said he could hit 130 in the majors. So if he got two of these like simulated hits against Trevor Bauer, he won the challenge. And then of course if Bauer didn't want him to get two hits, Bauer won. Trevor Bauer made a whole 10 minute video, walked him twice, gave up two hits and struck him out like five times to a barstool blogger. And you wonder why <laughs> why you're not signed on a major league roster, and that's not good PR for you Ed, either. I don't know no. why you're putting it out there.
0: Yeah, I don't know why he's like promoting that. I didn't know it was that bad.
1: Yeah, he was you throwing know. like 93, and it's like his off speed looked okay. Apparently, it was disgusting according to a Barstool sports blogger, but I don't know how, how much weight you could really put in that. But yeah, he gave up two hits and he walked him a couple times.
0: Yeah, not a great look there. Um, Aaron Noah looked electric on the mound Saturday against, I think it was the Yankees. Granted, Yankees triple-A team or double-A team, whatever nonsense lineup they threw out there. But Noah looked electric as he should have, so nice to see him out there. Where are these the rest of these free agents going to go, right? Blake Snell's still out there. Jordan Montgomery's still out there. I know Bellinger just fell off the board. Enroldis Chapman's still out there, gaining interest from a couple teams. Obviously the big ones, Snell and Montgomery – I, I, I mean, Snell and the Yankees have seemed to be made the most sense and where a lot of the conversation's been. But I did see a report that just said some about a Yankees person characterized the ch- chances of a deal with Snow, v- or Snell very low.
1: Yankees are probably getting rattled by Soto's camp, leaking that he wants to sign over in Queens next year. So they need to save that money for Soto next year.
0: I did see that it was uh what they say though it was like they they cl- they called it like a poach for a poach like the Yankees poached somebody from the Mets and then the Mets poached Soto but I think that's just all a bunch of gibberish nonsense talk
1: I think it's just Soto leaking that uh hey there's a guy over there that's gonna be willing to pay me a lot of money so you guys better pay me a lot of money but speaking of people getting paid a lot of money did you see your boy in Philly what's an extension.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's overhyped by the media. Sure, he wants an extension, but you know Harper's not the kind of guy to cause a big media ruckus. Um, he even said, "Again, here's Brian like airlifting media quotes." <laughs> he even said that he understands other guys need to get paid, and he you know wants to get something done and wants to be in Philly, but he's not going to go and cause a big holdout scene.
1: When you look at it, he is the 29th ninth highest uh, AAV player in the league. And the only player above him with more MVPs is Mike Trout, and Otani will probably get there eventually, like maybe as soon as next year. But like that's he's severely underpaid.
0: Look, like I said, I even I think they'll get something done and they'll come to an agreement, but it might take a little bit of time, and he's acknowledged that. Look, like I said, I don't think he's going to come out and cause a huge major scene. Because he's not getting an extension, a 13-year contract that he's only four years into or five years into. That's so the wild part of it
1: all. It's
0: let's like relax.
1: Eight years left. on. I can't remember the last time I saw someone ask for an extension. Yeah, I eight, uh, eight, years. eight
0: years left on the deal. And so, look, I get it. He might be underpaid at the time. Let's, we'll see how that plays out. I don't see Harper holding out. Because he's not getting an extension on a contract that he still has eight years that he's obligated to be committed to. There's Brian trying to stir up some some nonsense.
1: <laughs> hey, you've uh, been you've been shitting on my Mets for the past like week and a half. they've so shit. <laughs> they've won today. They they have a above five hundred record in the spring. Well, there you go. Because <laughs> right, Michael because like
0: Michael Kranick's thrown fucking perfect innings against single A lineups give me a break that guy will
1: have a five <laughs> over five era in the middle of june possibly for syracuse too he might not even make possibly it
0: for the syracuse mets uh, an interesting one though i do want to talk about and i didn't even know that was out there was look the the giants they got jung Lee. they got jorge soler do they add a rollish chapman that's like a weird move that i can see him going to the giants and him just being like lights out
2: yeah i mean it's chadman he's uh the hurler the fireball thrower dude i, I don't yeah, know but he's, he's people say he's
0: like washed people say i
2: don't know how much he's got left in the tank i don't know if he's gonna be able to throw strikes that's always been an issue for him but oh yeah hey man you need a closer to come in there and pop a couple hundred and threes off the, off the old good old radar He can get the job done
1: yeah i don't know the giants are weird like if the the last two years of the Mets with Steve Cohen have been like his big kind of hedge fund spending. The Giants are like Jordan Belfort just throwing penny stocks at all these like mid tier players. The last couple of years, they've just been signing these like mid tier free agents and hoping it works. And I guess it's worked for them in the past. I mean, they've
0: the one year it worked when they had that like crazy 105 win season with Kapler. And I think you even called it, Brian. You were like, "The Giants are frauds." Yeah, it's... I agree with you. I was like, "They're frauds." You're like, "They're going to lose to the Dodgers," and I think that's what happened. They lost to the Dodgers in the uh, what was it, NLDS?
1: Yeah, first round. Back when that was the first round. But yeah, they yeah, were like and... the uh, like the Kings in the NBA last year, just like an yeah. overperforming like role player team. Dude, they had like 105 wins, and they
0: I don't think had a superstar on the team. They had 34 year old Brandon Crawford at the time.
1: It was hitting, like, 300. It was an all-star. I rider. know. I know. But I'm
0: saying, that was their guy. They really yeah. had, you know, it wasn't this loaded team. So, they were able to piece some guys together. Pretty sure Logan Webb was leading that rotation. It still is.
1: By was the way. that after uh, Sandoval? Yeah. The big yeah. Sandoval, I think he was chucking up, you know, a 125 average for the uh, – not the Pirates, for the Red Sox.
0: <laughs> he might be in the uh, – In the Dominican League, but I don't know um, what else. The only only other thing I wanted to say was did anybody see what was it, Miguel Sano losing like 90 pounds? I don't know if that's going to help his power numbers because he could barely bat 220. He would bat like 210, but have some power.
1: You talk about Andy Reid not getting the Pop Tart. Uh, He was not laying off the Pop Tarts. Sano was eating all of them weight weight plays a
2: a factor in baseball a little little nugget that a lot of people don't consider you know you usually think about your strength speed height but weight actually does make a difference if you remember cc sabathia when he was you know a little little south of 400 pounds he was throwing the ball almost 100 miles an hour he slimmed down one off season came back looking kind of healthy he was throwing like 93 miles an hour i mean it really does impact uh, a couple things, and it absolutely will impact your, your your power numbers. But, you know, if you're making up for that with strength training, it'll be fine.
0: I just thought it was nuts because he used yeah, to be a load. Crazy. Yeah, I want to see a picture of that. We'll keep dialing up the baseball as baseball continues to roll on. We got opening day. And I guess a month because they go to the Korea series like a week early, which yeah, is
1: nuts. No one will be watching <laughs> because it, no, no one will be we'll, watching. we'll have our nachos and beer and <laughs> all the snacks we talked yeah. about for much madness.
0: Not a great job at the MLB, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, at least we have 2029 20, to look forward to when Manfred's gone. <laughs> yeah. um, and, I'll, and I'll end the MLB conversation with that. Let's jump over to the to the season that's kind of in full swing and we're dialing up getting close to playoff basketball the nba
1: yeah so i know we've been talking about the dog days of the nba and kind of how you know it's easy to tune out and i think the players have kind of gotten that message at least because everybody is fighting it's not just draymond green anymore like there are brawls every night in the nba we saw jimmy butler go against like the whole pelicans team went on instagram and just called them shit afterwards he said they were shit at fighting and shit at basketball then we have Lester Kunoes, who's on a 10-day, fight Grant Williams. <laughs> Grant Williams probably just pissed off. He got shipped off to Charlotte at the deadline.
0: Yeah, I saw the Grant
1: Williams one. That was nuts.
0: I didn't see Butler saga, though. That's nuts.
1: And then Quinn Snyder put up a, uh, you know, the YMCA probably wasn't very fond of him trying to fight a referee. So, th- it, like, everybody's just getting into it. And then you have Patrick Beverly being horny, saying he's going to be on uh, Rowley's ass. The next time they play and to be fair he was he held them to three points but it's it's a scene right now in the nba
2: yeah brian i don't i don't know what it is but to your point they are going crazy right now i think it you know i think it might be some of these older older veteran nba players starting to realize that you know time's running out for them and you know especially i'm thinking about teams like the lakers and the warriors who are setting sitting at, you know, play-in game range right now in the Western Conference. The the new era is coming in, and I think maybe some old heads might not be okay with it. I think maybe they feel like they're being disrespected by the youngins, or maybe it's, you know, the youngins just aren't coming in with that respect. I I know the Golden State Warriors, their point guard, not Steph Curry, obviously, but the the dude who looks like a TikTok star. Lester. Lester Quinois. Lester so. quinoise he he comes off like he's uh definitely not the most respectful dude on the court so yeah. you know i
1: could see how how he can rub people the wrong way Is i didn't even think about it until you said the new guys versus old guys thing maybe they're just all fighting over who should be the next face of the nba <laughs> no we, we had the debate maybe maybe that's what they're doing
2: Maybe. We'll say Jason Tatum is, is the only one that's probably sitting down at the end of the night right now feeling comfortable with where his team is standing. I believe, you know, at the time of this recording, they are seven games ahead of the, of the two seed in oh. the Eastern Conference versus, you know, over in the West. I believe that those same seven games separate the first seed and like the, the 10 seed. For all you Celtics fans or any of you basketball fans in general, in case you haven't been keeping up, the Celtics will choke in the playoffs. It will either be a Western Conference team that wins the championship again, or the Celtics will get be in the Eastern Conference Finals. But either way, they're not winning the ship. They are the NBA's Dallas
1: Cowboys. That's a great comparison, honestly. So The other team that might be the NBA's Dallas Cowboys, the Clippers, you see they rebranded?
2: I did not see that they rebranded. They're going to just have like a new logo
1: and everything. New Jersey's and a new logo. And Do I think, yeah, I think half of Twitter found out a Clipper was a uh, naval vessel because their new logo is going to have like a boat in the middle. So that was kind of wild to come to that realization.
0: Yeah, that is pretty nuts. I don't know, Brian, if you had this on your story list. I know you said you had a lot of juice for the NBA. I guess this could have been my Michael of the Week as well. But Jack, you were speaking of the standings in the West, right? And when you look down, surprise, well, not to Brian and I, and I guess you too, Jack, you're in on it. Thunder plus eight thousand future, by the way. Nobody expected them to be forty and seventeen. Well as the Timberwolves, forty and seventeen. That's not yeah. being talked a lot about. Then you look at the Warriors, 29 and 27. They're in the 10th spot, which is the NBA made it the everybody gets in. So that's a play in <laughs> spot realistically in, in grown and grown man terms, their ass is out of the playoffs and they just extended Steve Kerr to a two year, $35 million contract. The guy is the highest paid coach in NBA history. What's that? 17 million a year, Seventeen and a half million a year. That's a lot of money to a head coach. That's in 10th place. They're probably not going to win it all this year, which I get it. Anything can happen in the NBA playoffs, but they just signed this guy to 17 and a half mil a year. I could go out there and coach the Warriors. You have Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson. I don't care. Klay's falling off a cliff a little bit here, but still you got Steph Curry. I could go out there and and, and, and put the team as a 10,
2: ten seed. Look, I think you might need to pay anybody who has to coach Draymond Green. Good <laughs> point. I, that is I mean, a just deal with Draymond's crazy ass, yeah, you need yeah, – I want 17 mil a year too. But, you know, the only thing I can say to that is, you know, Draymond Green, but, you know – expand on that. You've got Klay Thompson there, Steph Curry, you know, Steph's a good soldier. He always keeps his head down, does his work, but you've got Klay Thompson who's been moved to a bench role. You've got to deal with his ego and how he feels about that. You got Draymond getting suspended every other week for the next you know issue. Uh, I don't, I, you know, if I'm a, the owner of the Warriors and I'm sitting there, I'm looking counting my rings over the past few years, Steve Kerr, I, I see him going through this. I'm like, dude, take it just fucking take it just relax here's a little bit extra money i need you don't bail on me like you know forget everything that's happening i need you to just bring it together
1: warriors have i mean i would say like two years left in their window of these old guys so maybe it's just like jack said they're just throwing them the money and it's like all right Just you got two years see if you can make anything happen
0: what if you put Steve Kerr, and I'm not going to say, "Oh, what if he's the coach of
1: the Spurs, or what if
0: he's the coach of the Hornets?" All right, both those teams suck. Nobody's going there and turning them around. Those teams are horrible. But like, what if he's the coach of the Lakers? Does he get more out of them than the current guy right now?
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, Steve Kerr is Steve Kerr. Who is it? a legendary.
1: Darvin Ham, Darvin I was close. It's really LeBron, though. Come on. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, he's the coach, coach. right? So maybe you can't put a Steve Kerr there.
2: Well, that's the thing is, you would definitely have a clash, and I think it would be, you know, it's it's like you can't have Doc Rivers go coach LeBron. You know, I think wherever Steve Kerr does go, it. If you don't have a LeBron there, everybody on that team is going to respect him. I mean, he has proved himself to be you know, one of the best coaches in the NBA. So,
0: You know, the Pelicans, 34-24. and 24. You put Steve Kerr on theirs. Are they doing better?
1: Steve Kerr on the Pelicans, they're the one seed right now. That team's so talented. That team is
0: really talented. That, dude, they were my future play. We had Thunder, and then I threw the Pelicans out there. Which that you know I, never right? They're was, the six way. seed. I got to you the gold. Seed.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jack gave the Timberwolves. He's, he's sitting with the two best teams in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Uh, but yeah, the well, last thing on the NBA, I guess the complete other side of the coin to just a terrible coach, Monty Williams. You guys see him just lose it last night? Yeah. I mean, the
0: Pistons got robbed. I get it. They have barely 10 wins, but they got robbed.
1: They did. It, it's also just the basketball gods kind of gave one back to the Knicks after that whole Rockets fiasco gotta even itself i hate
0: the eye for eye dude <laughs> so dumb i don't need it balanced
1: i guess nba refs could probably be a loser of the week for every show we do because
0: <laughs> every they're show always, they're it's, always is, it, is that because that a general poll real quick is the nba refs the worst officiating across all major sports
2: yeah look i think i think well. it might
1: just be basketball i think it might be basketball reps and people camp.
0: say nfl
1: I was going to say MLB just because Angel Hernandez is still employed by the Union.
0: Yeah, but actually MLB is hard. And to be fair, I think a lot of those guys do a decent job.
1: They do. It's really just Angel It's just Hernandez. Angel Hernandez it's makes everyone often. look horrible. He <laughs> makes horrible. everybody look horrible.
0: I know he is, but that's why he doesn't do postseason games.
1: Yeah, it's true. And then he sues the the MLB for not putting them on the postseason.
0: Yeah, and then the court judge denies it because
1: <laughs> they know that the MLB is right,
2: and he
0: sucks at his job.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna go with NBA. I'm gonna go with basketball reps. General college and NBA. I mean, it's just it's really tough to get consistency between crews. Uh, you know, one one crew is gonna let you bump around a little bit, let you close out a little bit harder on shooters, and then the next one is y- you touch the guy while he's going to the basket, automatic foul. So auto whistle. It's a, little tougher to, a little tougher to stay consistent. I'll say basketball reps in general. My view on it, just so everyone knows. I like it when they stay out of the game, you know, let these guys battle. Obviously you have to police it if it gets out of hand, but let these guys battle, you know, play some basketball, play hard.
0: I couldn't have said it better myself. I would lean the NBA refs being the worst of the major, major sports. Let us know in the comments below. What do you guys think? Who is the worst of the, I don't even know how you would term that question. The worst officiating.
1: The worst officiating of the, the four major sports.
0: Of the four major sports. And are we pending Jack's future for the yeah. NHL future pick? Stay tuned for that here in just a
2: second. We're going to let that one marinate one more <laughs> week. One more
0: week. Oh, I, no.
2: Look, I have my pick. I just – I need I need to watch one more week's worth of film to really feel good about it. Wait look, I've, it. Been, I've been giving out a couple fire futures lately, so – I'm, I'm not going to rush this one, all right? You'll get mine next week, plenty of time before playoffs start, and, and we'll be good. I was going to say, will we at least get it before the playoffs? Absolutely. You're getting it next week. I okay. was going to
1: say we'll be at the end of May.
2: we we'll my word. You're getting it next
0: week. It'll be like conference finals.
1: <laughs> yeah, the only thing I had, so Matt Remp on the Rangers debuted last week, and in his first couple games, He played nine minutes and 56 seconds on the ice, and he spent 27 minutes in the penalty box. So shout out him. Basically said, yeah, dude,
0: welcome to the NHL. We're going first right out of the opening face off. We're fighting. (laughs) Like, dude, this guy's like, I I hate the Rangers. I do not like the Rangers at all. But, like, dude, 21 years old, and you got, like, 32-year-old season, like, rough NHL players, like, literally wanting to fist fight. I mean,
2: I'll give it to him just, just for the heart. That's 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 a tough thing to have to go out and do. No, look, man, it, and it's not just one or two. I'm pretty sure it's been like three or four fights already within his first week. He has a half hour and, in the penalty I, box. I remember watching... A lot of
0: guys are welcome to the NHL. Welcome yeah. to the show,
2: kid. I remember him after – I can't remember. It had to have been like the first or second fight, right? He was talking about it in the post-game press there. He's like, yeah, we we're talking pregame, you know, on the ice. And uh and you saying, like, you know, when the whistle blows, like, let's get after it. You know, welcome to the league kind of moment. And I was just super excited for it. Had a great fight. You know, just very happy about it. You know, he was just excited to get in the NHL, into a fight. But here we are, like, a week later, and it just hasn't stopped yet. It's like, dude, like, is this guy the next Scott Sterling or, or what?
0: I think it's fueling the fire. It's fueling the fire, and people are are going after him even more. I'm like, oh, now I got to get a
1: piece of the guy. Hopefully, he doesn't get injured. But yeah, well, yeah. he did score the game winning goal against the Flyers in that game. So well, there you go. Ten minutes of ice time, he managed to do something. Yeah, nuts. the Flyers <laughs>
0: choked that game though. They had so many opportunities. Another NHL news I would have had, though, is apparently Jack Eichel is back on the ice and skating ever since he had that pretty rough uh, knee injury. So, for all you hockey fans out there, I mean, I know he's a superstar of the game. Whether you like him or not, he's a very good player. So, always good to see the stars back on the ice.
1: Hopefully he will not run into Matt Remp.
0: Well, then that'll be a tough go. Let's just jump into a quick couple NFL stories as the combine is opening up you know we just had the Super Bowl we're already into the combine we're already getting ready to see the draft I know it sounds crazy but week one will literally be here before we know it and I know we're way 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 far away but it happens so quick you go combine draft OTAs you know, rumors in July that boom training camp, then boom week one.
1: It's gonna be we're gonna blink and we're gonna hear Lee Schneider talking to us on HBO about blades of grass on hard knocks, and it's gonna be yep. football season again. That's just off the combine. I know we are we're big uh, Penix guys, but a couple of these quarterbacks, Jim Daniels and Caleb Williams, will not be throwing. Uh, Penix, Bo Nix, and I guess JJ McCarthy, like at up- all, or just opening day, or He'll, they're gonna throw out their immediate. I think they call them media days or whatever their pro days are. Like after their Yeah, schools. pro day, yeah. That's but they're not going to throw at the combine.
0: Gotcha. So they're going. They're just not throwing.
1: Yeah, they'll do like the cone drills and the 40. Speaking of the 40, I can't wait to see all those photos of the, the faces of the 40-yard dash. That's always a fun yeah. montage. I just I just yeah, like I watching. Them. I just <laughs> like watching. And then you got Rich Eisen doing his 40 in the full, full suit and tie. Just gets quicker and quicker every year. I mean, we got to talk
0: about our guy. You know, I'm a huge LeJarius Sneed guy, friend of the pod, friend of the program. They are prepping to franchise tag him. The Chiefs are. But I did see something that they're open to trade as well. Where do you guys see LeJarius Sneed playing out here? I mean, he's got to be the best cornerback on the market. I know the Dolphins just cut Xavier and Howard. But Lajarius Sneed, I mean, dude, that guy's a dog.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, he might've been the best cornerback in the NFL this past year. And I don't think it's crazy to say that at all. Where can he go in this offseason? season? Frickin any team. I mean, every single team in the NFL needs a star premier uh, lockdown cornerback. So I would think he goes to a contender if they don't tag him, if they don't sign him. he's going to go to another contender because why would the, Panthers waste their time grabbing an all-star like Legere or an all-pro like Legarius Snead when they need a lot more than just him to complete the puzzle. Who are some of the better teams to complete the puzzle? I think you know that's where you re- really need to look at who is just like a corner away from making a big deep run. Uh, you know, maybe the Eagles. Eagles. Hey, do I Panthers was...
1: have a coach yet? <laughs> um. Like, yes. What is that they, organization? They hired, hired the
2: Bucks OC. Yeah, yeah. uh, Dave
0: Canales. Yeah, that's a decent player. Canales, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I guess he made something happen to Baker.
1: Baker. Yeah, he made Baker Baker a playoff quarterback.
0: Fucking beat the Eagles.
1: (laughs) Yeah, playoff winning quarterback.
0: Playoff win. (laughs) (laughs) The Eagles were in shambles. They they beat beat themselves. We saw the follow. Oh, I guess they played kind of tight with the Lions. I mean, they were down by two scores, and then Baker scored – Kind of in garbage time in that game.
1: Yeah, I don't a know. To did, tie it. did they and have Baker a shot? A I guess they, they
0: had a shot. in that game. Player. Yeah, they had a shot. Was it a real shot? I don't know. But I guess they had a shot. Obviously, we had T. Higgins get franchise-tagged $22 million this year. He's owed to the Bengals for getting tagged.
2: Yep. So, I saw today – obviously, we saw he got tagged, but I also saw today that the – uh, I maybe it was the GM or director of personnel for the Bengals said that they were open to moving him. I mean, I guess
1: they're
0: they could to, be, I
2: don't know. They're open I, to
1: trading. I guess it's easier to trade him when he's on the one-year tag. He, when he's on a tag like that and then you
0: trade him, does it just turn into a, hey, he's on this contract, ends at the end of the year and you owe him um, the money for this year?
2: I was just to say. So what would happen is he would get traded, right? And then whatever team he goes to, he would immediately, you know, probably within the week or two, we'll get a new contract from that team. You know, for gotcha. So it would be just like yeah. a
0: sign and trade kind of thing.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So for a guy like T Higgins, who is looking for that next big contract you Know if he gets traded to you know, let's call it the Patriots or something like that, he'll go there and instead of that franchise tag, they're going to re sign him to like a three, four year deal without a doubt. Say the Patriots that was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> I know they need a wide receiver, don't know why I thought about them. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess he did think... work too. <laughs> yeah, the Jags would be. Jags would be pretty gross. Jags hold on to Ridley. Uh, I don't think that's a good move for us. It's gonna cost us a second round pick down the line. So, I would like to get rid of Ridley and get somebody like T Higgins just for that reason. You know, save a second round pick for us. But yeah, what happens? Uh,
0: and the only the only other thing I had for media day was Nick Sirianni was showing a lot of support for Jalen Hurts, saying he will get better. He's still the leader of this team, and. He'll just be lights out. Sometimes coaches try and wiggle around that question, but uh, at the same time, you know, most coaches usually show support of the quarterback. Maybe not for the Bears and Justin Fields, as we've been seeing, but uh, you know, Sirianni in full support of Jalen Hurts. I had somebody bring up the Eagles should trade Hurts while his values high and get Justin Fields because Fields will be you just as good in that offense. I don't know how I feel about that. I think no. that's a little, little nuts. That is a little nuts. Hertz has proven it. Fields hasn't, but Hertz has also had better weapons and a better line.
2: Look, I'm, I'm gonna say Fields definitely has the potential to, you know, be better than Jalen Hertz. But, but like, if you plug Fields into the Eagles' offense,
0: like, what does he look like?
2: I don't think they make the playoffs this past year. Really? Yeah.
0: So you think they're worse?
2: I, I, th- I mean,
0: I'm not advocating for it. I just – somebody brought it up. It's an interesting concept. I just I'm don't... still pro-Hertz, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point in, in Hurts and, and Fields' career, I'm going with Hertz too. I just feel like he's been more developed as a quarterback to this point, and especially it, in the Eagles' offense. If you're saying let's bring in Fields to this spot and you're going to do better than what Jalen Hurts is – I mean, Jalen Hurts took you guys to the Super Bowl. I understand last right. year was very disappointing, but – it took you to a Super Bowl two years ago. You think Justin Fields is going to be able to come in and take you guys to a Super Bowl? Highly doubt that.
0: Brian Brian will like quote this and airlift the shit out of this uh, media Brian quote, and it'll be plastered on our Instagram that I'm calling for the Eagles to trade Hertz for Justin Fields. So let's get out in front of that before Brian does uh, his famous airlifting of quotes. But I'm not advocating for the Eagles to trade Hertz for fields. I just thought it was an inter- interesting concept that got brought up to me. I was just seeing what you guys thought if you plug fields into the current state of the Eagles' offense. Brian, did you have anything on the NFL or yep. Giants?
1: I got, I got a Not that kids. there's
0: much to talk
1: about with them. No, well, the Giants did say they are open to drafting a quarterback, so that's, that's a good sign. Uh, but... <laughs> speaking of another quarterback so the cardinals instagram is going kind of crazy they kind of coordinated kyler as their qb1 and i know he is but they really made it a point to like have a whole montage of photos with him our qb1 and just a bunch of kyler pictures you know they're in a they're in a spot where they could go a different direction and i don't know if the front office really had any any like poll and them posting that on Instagram or if the social media team just went rogue but it just well Jonathan
0: Gannon came out at the combine and said the sky's the limit for Kyler and the best is yet to come and he's our QB1 so the head coach said that so okay. i don't think i don't think the social media team so went they, rogue so they
1: didn't go rogue
0: <laughs> no i don't think they went nuts and uh and just started i guess just me i don't even know what you would call that i guess rogue like you said but um gannon did come out said the sky's the limit said he's their guy you know said the best is the the best is yet to come for the cardinals and especially for kyler murray so uh you know i trust me i do know social media teams do go nuts sometimes (laughs) and start posting crazy shit
2: but I don't think that, that's the case here. That's that's what I was going to say. You're giving these guys way too much credit. There is zero <laughs> shot that anybody on that social media team is in contact with Jonathan Gannon about what the hell is going on with his thoughts on QB1 or is he going to go get a new guy in the draft? The social media team has no idea about that shit dude they're like we made it we're looking at kyler murray today let's let's just post about kyler murray today like because we've seen it before your team will be like oh happy birthday to tony o'brown and then next thing you know he's off to to oakland like the the next day like they'll just trade him it happens in the nba all the time these guys wake up and uh they're on a new team when yesterday they just hit you know a game winner and the
1: social media team posted a a whole thing about him you know (laughs) Yeah, I
2: should
1: have it, it, it just the- would be crazy if somehow like teams are scared of Caleb Williams painting his nails and dressing up in like women's clothing, and he drops to the Cardinals, and the Cardinals draft Caleb Williams, <laughs> and then you just see the memes of like Kyler going RTV one. The last thing I had on football, uh, Jack, our guy Cam Newton, got jumped at a charity event. I don't know what has to go through your mind as like a drunk human being to be like, let's jump Cam Newton, a guy that was known to run through linebackers and defensive lineman in the NFL
2: Cam Newton is not the most respectful person out there he's very opinionated he's very different and I could see how arguments could get stirred up but you best be not taking that you know to the face of Cam Newton because that is one big dude and you do not want to mess with him
1: and credit to him he didn't yeah. lose his hat. He kept the hat He didn't the lose his Saturday didn't back
2: down, dude. He was standing
0: on business. He wanted all the smoke.
1: I mean, he's not he's not backing down from the fight. No. Who knows? Maybe they were just fighting about the fact he writes all of his captions in alien language. Could have been that simple. Could have been that simple.
0: Do you guys see the I guess the rules committee or competition committee is going to pitch the kickoff change and there's some options presented. But the the one that got a lot of attention was start the, the one team on the 35 and the other team on the 25 or the 30. Yeah, like and the XFL. Then, yeah, the XFL. And the, only the kicker and the return guy can move until the ball is touched. I love that. Um, that would be electric, dude. Like, come on, like – I used to be like, oh, that's stupid, but like, just throw them out there on the 25-yard line and start the offense at first and 10. But if you're going to have the special teams, which I get as part of the game and honestly how some a lot of these guys make a living, make it fun like that. There was 2,698 kickoffs. Only 587 of them were returned. 9, 1,970 were touchbacks and 92 were fair catches. Boring. I mean, come on, dude. That's, we go get away from commercial break, show that nonsense, then go back to commercial break. Just bring it back first and 10 with the offense of the 25, boot it up. Or implement some kind of new kind of thing where you do the XFL or whatever.
2: Here's are some of the coolest plays in the NFL. I mean, punt return. kickoff can be.
1: It can be. It can be. A- L- L- in the Hall of Fame because, because of kickoff mm-hmm. returns.
2: I mean, you got a guy who's catching the ball and weaving through almost 20 other guys just left and right, coming all around, breaking a tackle, spinning out. I mean, those plays are electric. I think it's time
0: we get into winners and losers of the week. We do it every week here, views from Section 400. I'll just start it with you, Jack. Who won the week? Who lost the week? What do you got?
2: So we already talked about it a little bit. So it's kind of tough that we're doing winners at the very end here. But my winner is going to be the NBA's Western Conference. We touched on it before. Very competitive right now. You've got the Lakers and the Warriors sitting in the 9 and 10 spots, the last two play-in spots. You've got Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving with the Mavs sitting in the 7 or 8 spot. I mean, you've just got some really good teams at the very bottom there. And, you know, we're not even getting into the Clippers, the Suns, the Timberwolves, our OKC Thunder. You know, that Western Conference is going to be electric
1: this year. And I cannot wait until those playoffs roll around. I mean, if the Warriors end up at 10 and the Lakers end up at 9, you could see like a crazy play-in. And then just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to put put it past Steph Curry, LeBron James to upset the Timberwolves to the Thunder in the first round. I would hate it if it's the Thunder, but.
0: It'll definitely happen, dude and yeah these teams yeah. play completely different in the playoffs. That's why it's just nonsense. The regular season is nonsense. People tell me I'm nuts for saying that. They call me a casual.
1: Lockout year was the best thing that ever happened in the NBA cuz they played like they started the season on Christmas, they played 50 games. The standings yeah. were what they would be after 82. Like why do you have to play 82? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. It's all money. It's all money. That's why they try to do the mid-season tournament which wasn't even midseason, It was 10 games after. I guess yeah. they called it in-season tournament, yeah. not mid-season tournament. So, yeah. Jack, what do you got for
2: a loser, man? My loser of the week, Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. It's both of them, both Russ, both the organization. <laughs> Neither of them are handling this whole situation well. You know, ever since Russ left Seattle and got signed to Denver – I always just was a little confused about the whole thing. Denver was in a position where they really needed a guy, you know, a, a whole team, right? They, they didn't need just the quarterback. They need the whole team around, around them. So I never really understood the move for the veteran play here. And it's been biting them. Two years with Russ now, haven't seen it yet. Two different coaches, two, uh, three with an interim. But you just haven't seen it work yet. You don't think it's they? I don't think he has the talent around him. I know Cortland Sutton made some unbelievable catches for for this man Russell Wilson this past year, but that's it. Tell me who else he's got? Jerry judah has been a bum. Running game has was atrocious this past year. They don't really have a lot going for for their offense, and now you see all this stuff with Russ is saying. Oh, they made me try and change my injury clause in my contract. They said they were going to bench me for nine games. He's going – he's like opening up on some talk show like Oprah or some bullshit. It's just a bad look for both Russ and for the Broncos. Both of them look, you know, like a shitty organization, like a shitty dude. And, uh, you know, the whole thing is just – it's just loser,
1: Bill. Give the keys to Jared Stidham. That's what they need to do. <laughs> Maybe
0: that's an option, but – uh, Yeah, dude. <laughs> My winner of the week, and again, I always go with the off the beaten track, but the sport of NASCAR and Daniel Suarez for that unbelievable finish, three wide thriller. The margin of victory was I think .003 seconds, like one of the closest ever. Did you guys see the end of that race?
1: Yeah, dude, I saw the, the meme with Lightning McQueen sticking his tongue out, and they were like, "What
0: sick. a move! What a move by Kyle Busch!" And what an ending three wide. That's that, that I give NASCAR the winners for making the adjustments and redoing the Atlanta motor speedway. That entire race. Like that race was electric and the ending, they won the weekend. They had the most electric event of the weekend uh, props to NASCAR, my winner of the week. And then a pretty easy loser, which I thought Brian would definitely have. And it was just us women's soccer team losing to Mexico. It's a horrible loss on home soil. I'm pretty sure I lost at home. Yeah, it was at home, yep. home soil, and it was I think the first time in a while, as they like to say, "Go woke, go broke, or go woke and start sucking at soccer." Yeah.
1: They got dosa zero too. Like the one yeah. score you can't lose by against Mexico is two nothing, and that's exactly what happened.
0: Yep. So loser, U.S. women's soccer team. Hopefully, the men can figure it out in 2026 and go on an electric run as it will be in North America.
1: won't be able to watch any group play games or go to any group play games. Nope, but will will be able to watch them in the final at Jet Life.
2: <laughs>
1: Walked into that <laughs> one again. Uh, I guess I'll go right into my winner. I have the state of Florida. <laughs> so not only are the Florida Gators in college basketball one of the hottest teams right now, you don't want to run into them in the NCAA tournament, but also the state put on the first-ever Florida Man Games. So just fully embracing like the news headline of Florida man does whatever, they were eating like they had a pie eating contest. They were driving tractors around for tractor races. They had like were they wrestling alligators? I'm sure that was in there. They had a kiddie pool with mud and they were like jousting with each other. It it looked like a lot of fun, and I kind of wish I would have went or at least known about it before I saw the headline.
2: Damn, yeah, I'm gonna go to that next year.
1: Yeah, Yeah, when
0: is that? Well, I, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to checking that out. Maybe <laughs> not partaking
1: in the activities, but uh, it'd mean, be worth the watch. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll add uh, donkey basketball next year. I would
0: have uh, alligator basketball. Something
1: that that's an idea. There <laughs> that's you go.
0: An idea. <laughs> there you go.
1: My loser. I have the Army rifle team. So they had the qualifiers for the rifle NCAA national championships. And the Navy and the Air Force both qualified. Army came in 14th and did not qualify. So I don't know if that is a bad representation for our country, if we end up going to war anytime soon. But it's, it's not, a great look.
0: Not, not a great, great look.
1: Not a great look at all. Not, not
0: a great look at all. That's a slightly concerning. And uh, yeah, it's not a great look. Figured
1: it out. Yeah, Wait, I mean, they
0: lost to other teams who like, like aren't even military affiliated, or it was only military schools.
1: Yeah, so yeah. the top ten teams in the country qualified. and they finished fourteenth, so they lost to eleven other non-military schools.
0: That's that's really bad luck. Like, can you imagine terrible.
1: Army losing to Florida State in like a gun competition? <laughs> it just shouldn't happen. Bert, Bert Kreischer sitting there with like a six-pack of beer, just shooting a rifle and beating the. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, if you got to go overseas to a war, maybe it might not be good for America, but shit. Nobody's coming here and fucking us up. Because our civilians know how to fucking
1: handle a rifle. Hey, just keep it to the sea and the air, and we'll be fine. The Navy and the Air Force are still there.
0: I guess so, but uh, yeah, that's the winners and losers of the week here. Views from Section 400. We got the Michael in at the beginning of the show. If you stuck around long enough in the action-packed episode, you got the winners and losers of the week. That's all I got. We wish Brian a very happy special trip here as he goes on the bachelor party. Definitely want to leave that out there so everybody can congratulate him in the comments below. Other than that, I'm Matt, Jack and Brian, always along for the ride. It's been Views from Section 400. I will catch you all in the next one.
1: Peace. You are now in the mix. Shout out to Sharif Cooper, back in the NBA. We're equal.